Dog Safety Podcast with Vance and Bart. feel like we should get one of those sound effects boards with all the, like the cheap cheesy radio host effects so that we can sound like a morning show yeah like the bob and tom show like drive time what are, what are some sound effects that they wouldn't have i feel like um we should get like maracas and i don't know what, what what are some gross sounding things? We should have some gross sounds, being that we're gross dudes. I got baby diapers and things like that on my mind. I imagine you do too. <laughs> uh, yeah, we could just have a baby crying. That's a very annoying sound. <laughs> we could just do that all the time. Or you know that um, Sonic the Hedgehog ring sound? that was a Sega sound, but I feel like there's a point of sale system that uses it now because I hear it at gas stations. Yeah? You want that? Yeah. Okay. That's it. Just that. Uh, you want somebody describing it or you want the actual sound? Oh. <laughs> no, I would love various different celebrities doing their impression of that sound. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. I'd be like, you see, so you get the Sonic Ring soundboard, but you'd have these like celebrity packs. You know how like when, is it Waze that has the different like voices? You can have like Morgan Freeman direct you home. Yeah, you used to be able to do that with uh, Garmin or TomTom, or both maybe. I remember I bought uh, Arlie Irving's voice for my dad's downloaded it onto it so he'd cuss you out the whole time you're driving like a drill yeah see i just want arlie army doing an impression of that sonic ring sound (laughs) exactly which would be hard to do because he's no longer with us but you don't think we can reconstruct that from ai oh maybe yeah i mean he was in enough movies he did a lot of funny movies too and packs like that right like you have a lot of studio recorded I mean, that's how they get you with uh, the credit card scams and shit. They they just try to get you to say the words yes on a recording when they call you or whatever so they can use it to get your card. Or it used to be a thing. I don't know if you can still get credit cards like that, but they would ask you and you had to, you couldn't say yeah or you had to say yes. So they would the scammers would try to get you to say that so they could cut that voice out so I never answered the phone like yes or if they asked me a question I'd never answer yes it'd have to be mm. or why are you calling me or even better click another one I did but it just made the sound click to try to get them to hang up first see this is why you should just answer it with your impression of the sonic ring sound. 
That way, you're helping them build out their soundboard for their podcast. Speaking of scams, have you heard of this January 6th thing? I heard it was a hoax. I know it wasn't, unfortunately. Were you there? No, but I did have a family friend of mine that passed away there. She had a heart attack, I believe it came out to be. But she was at it, unfortunately, because of Probably a lot to do with the fact it's hard to get medical personnel in there and she didn't make it. Yeah, I think all the politics aside, crowds that large are just untenable. Yeah, it's just, there's no way. Even if they wanted to get to her. I know they got her into the building where there was a, because um, it happened outside, but they got her in there and they had a defib. I know she was hit with the defib, but she didn't come back. So, one of my cousin of my, I would say my closest friend. We were, we're not brothers, but we were like brothers. We grew up together. We've been best friends since I was four. So I, you know, I remember when she was born, like I would have known her her whole life, you know, so it was a little tough. So I I do have an emotional connection to it, to the protest or whatever you want to call it in that way. And I have another emotional, um, I'm sorry, even though I didn't support the BLM riots or Jan 6th let's insurrection if you want to call it the header protest and I don't think it's a good idea to destroy government property I don't think you're going to get not that I think it's immoral I'm going to make that point perfectly clear during this episode but I do get a little bit of pleasure out of seeing a cop car burn or the Capitol building, like somebody farting on a desk in the Capitol building. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to lie to people and say that I don't enjoy that to an extent, even though I know all the bad shit that's going to come from it. Well, you, you touched on something there, you know, you said, insurrection or whatever you want to call it. I think you said BLM riot. Talk about protests. I don't think that well, the, any of these... The pro BLM protests, they didn't do any of the cop burning. Only the riot ones did. Like the protests that got a little violent, the BLM protests that got a little violent, there was never like government buildings that got rioted in those. But the BLM riots, like the like the ones in Atlanta, that the first when it first went down, the ones that it, where they stormed the buildings and stuff, and you know destroyed the police station, that was a riot. <laughs> and as long as they were fucking up the police station, I'm not gonna lie, I did not have any desire 
to stop it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not saying that I supported it, but I understood. I was like, I, I know what it's like to be oppressed. I know what it's like to be picked on by the cops. And if those guys know what it, if they know what it feels like, like I know what it feels like, I completely understand them torching a cop car. Because there's been times in my life where I wanted to just say fuck it and do shit like that too. So, What I'm trying to call out there is the words we use to describe these events. Whether yeah. it be protest, riot, insurrection. I don't think any one word is appropriate because these events if allowed to go on long enough, will always cease to be peaceful. You can start a peaceful protest. If it goes on long enough, it will not be a peaceful protest. Well, like the BLM, where I do believe there were government agents implanted into it to initiate the violence to have a reason for recourse um, I also believe the same thing with Jan 6 so as long as the BLM was going after private business and whatnot, what have you the cops and the feds seemed to be more than happy to stand down but when they went after courthouses and things like that, that was when they, you saw a clash between your police and your FBI, the black vans coming in and scooping people up and shit like that. Um, I don't know if enough people were really putting that together like you know you and I were during that time, but if you just go back and recap any of the footage and the talks about that, it was during clashes with federal buildings when they were going saying they were going to storm the uh the courthouses and get all the you know destroy all the courthouse documents and whatnot i guess to help people who are i don't know going to be convicted you know what i mean i kind of get that i've kind of done a similar thing myself without storming anything but i have misplaced paperwork on purpose <laughs> maybe help somebody out who might be catching a case in my life. Well, I think that's why you should, as a rule, expect there to be a provocateur or similar eventually. Yeah. I think there'll be a state-provided one if it benefits the state. Uh, probably multiple. I mean, hell, some of the right-wing groups that have been provocative lately, uh, now it's coming out or, you know, just like don't mess with cats. You know, the internet guys, man, they can really find the shit on people, you know? So, I mean, they're, I mean, uh, after Jan 6, they've, 
basically audited everybody that was still in the Proud Boys and almost everybody in the upper management was uh, an FBI informant. In fact, I'm sorry, everybody in the high ups in Pride <laughs> or in uh, the Proud Boys was an FBI informant. Everybody. What is this about cats? I don't think I follow. The um, documentary Don't Mess With Cats. Did you see that? I did it was not. like some dude was torturing. So some guy was torturing cats on camera and killing them, you know, like in posting it, right? And, you know, basement troll nerds who like cats were like, oh, yeah, motherfucker. And they got, they all started getting together. They had forums where they would just do it by all the videos. They'd be like, like, there was one, there was like an outlet and an outlet, the plug itself. Well, it was from a company that wasn't that big that didn't distribute to too many places. And somebody found that out. They were able to narrow the search down. They ended up finding the guy and turns out the guy was actually a murderer. He killing people too. He just wasn't posting that so they caught a murderer because he was fucking with cats I'm still and he so what I'm, he was and he's he was in the Proud Boys no I'm saying like when the internet type nerds get a hold of something they get it the whiff like oh there's a they get on it and they will find everything and they will drum up shit. So, like, so when the leader of the Proud Boys was questioned about being an FBI informant, and that guy came out who was like, "No, you you were a witness and an informant against me in a court." You know what I mean? After that accusation, like those guys got on it, and they found everybody was an informant that was in the upper. It's like they had basically, the FBI had taken over the Proud Boys after Gavin left. I'm on a first name basis with Gavin, apparently. <laughs> you and your buddy G. <laughs> right. So that's my point. Like the, the internet guys, man, they get on it and they, they will find it. I mean, uh, What's his name? Uh, the the L the LP chair that was vacated. They found his connections to the CIA. The fact that his father was in it, you know, and he's gotten money that supposedly you know he got through investment, but there's no investment, there's no record of investment. So it's very likely that he was planted and paid to do what he did because he knew what to say to get into the chair. But as soon as he's in the chair, all he did was sabotage. But he was really good at saying the right shit to get in there. Got it. So internet sleuths is what you're saying. They're good. They're good. They're really good at their job. Sometimes they can get it wrong and that can create a frenzy as well. But uh, yeah, I think I take your point in that the the collective intelligence of the hive mind 
can be really useful in uh, tracking those things down. I think when we see these groups, though, and we see the provocateurs, whether they come from the FBI, the CIA, wherever, mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a good example of kind of the larger society and how it reacts to things in that you'll have these provocateurs, you know, FBI, whoever from Proud Boys, this or that, and we'll go in and create this havoc. But because people respond to that Mm -hmm. and have this, for lack of a better phrase, social contagion, those folks can back away mm-hmm. and there's still chaos. Yeah, it, and it will only last a short time, but yes, it, it does. It is, if they can drum it up in a confrontational moment, that confrontation with X per- person or people will escalate to the point of boiling or something will have to give. But if that confrontational obstacle slash person or people move out of the way, that person will have to re-drum up that that uh, confrontation again. It won't, it doesn't, but if, if the conflict escalates to violence, then it can steam, it can just snowball after that. But if, let's say, there's a bunch of cops in a row and the FBI guy gets everybody riled up, where they're, they're, they're throwing shit at the cops. If the cops back off and get out of the way, in most social circumstances, it will de-escalate to the point that this person will have to find a way to drum the, it back up. But if a punch is thrown to the cop and also a punch is received or just one received to the crowd, then it's just gonna, that's when you get the snowball effect. Well, and I see that as a perfect encapsulation of what we do on a much broader scale, right? We have these people who are starting these conversations right like politicians or talking heads on the news whatever it may be mm-hmm. they start these conversations and provoke this conflict. hatred and conflict yeah. among us but then they back away and that conflict is still happening you see oh, Repu- yeah. republicans and democrats you see it with the trans right now it's like the bathroom thing got people worked up but then they were like oh just private companies do however they want right and then it just it never blew up to the point they wanted it to right so like the the state had to come in because it it did get a conversation and some heated debate but then it just kind of fizzled out people just they weren't going to get that mad at each other they they backed off they were like oh private company well then my kid can't go to the bathroom in target I mean, that's basically what happened, right? And then now they're like, 
Oh, I'll tell you what. We'll put it in the. We'll put a trans in the school, <laughs> reading the, you know, the books or whatever. And that got people concerned. Got a whole thing, and then they're like, "I know what we'll do. We'll do. We'll get these trans groups together, and we'll do tranny shows for you know kids, but we'll we'll make sure we get the more provocative trans people to do it." And so now there's, you know, videos on the internet of like dudes shaking or ladies shaking their nuts in front of, in the faces of kids and just celebrating it. And like, yeah, that gets people pissed, right? And why are they doing this? Why are they making sure that more kids are identifying this way or what? To destroy us destroy families to just to destroy any sense of belonging to something that's not the democrats or the republicans because those are both advocates for state power and they want you to feel like you belong more to that than you do to your own neighbors to your 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 mom, your dad, your kids. And don't get it wrong. They want you to feel like that towards your kids too. They would be very happy if you were able, if you would just give your kids to the state and let them raise them. Trust me, they're already doing enough of it. They keep your kids in school for 12 years and teach them 15 minutes worth of stuff. But Don't get it twisted, guys. You guys are fighting each other. And and me too. Like I'm fucking pissed when I see somebody shaking their balls in in a kid's face and and making their kid, you know, enjoy it. Or or you know what I mean? The kids like having fun because it's dancing, but like it's wrong. Sex. I'm sorry, but like you're gonna have a lot of your life where you're worried about getting laid. There's a very short window of time where sex doesn't matter. And that time is is precious in in this those few kids and I don't think it's a, I don't even think it's a lot of places. I but the few kids that I see in the videos that are affected by this stupid propaganda campaign, those individual children that I see it, it pisses me off. And and isn't that a great example of what I'm talking about with that catalyst? Because whether this has come from a politician or a talking head on the news or whatever, mm-hmm. wherever that conversation started, whatever was the catalyst that provoked that, you're angry at some kind of un unknown sort of indistinct shape of an idea on another side that like may or may not even be taking the form that you think it is but it's enough to keep that argument going without them being there right like you're yeah you're you're still participating in that long no, after I, they've gone long after the provocation is done Right, and I, I do believe 
but again, I I am looking at it from pure purely psychological scientific standpoint is to right now we're having a mass psychosis episode in the United States with the trans thing and like all mass psychosis episodes that have happened in developed nations it is primarily in adolescence so you're seeing a lot of people identifying as other this that and that whatever because it has become a mass psychosis trend and while most even though so many of these people are doing this it's gonna they're gonna work through it as they get older and whatnot it does have psychological effects on them for the future um and it's a very unhealthy way to to learn about because you are learning about sexuality at that point it's a very unhealthy way to learn about that just like it was unhealthy in the southern baptist days to shut up we don't talk about that and just make kids go through it in silence right as i see this happening to kids it it pisses me off but i we saw it coming people who read about stuff like mass psychosis and things like this saw it coming with the beginning of the victimhood class structure of the united states which was the first recorded history of that ever happening in any society where hierarchy was based on how victimized you were it's pretty incredible how some of the leading minds on this predicted not only this exact the the mass psychosis episode that now occurring but predicted how it would manifest which was through uh it was going to infest the homosexual culture and most likely into gender identification some of the leading minds called that shit before it was ever happening but during something like that Mm -hmm. isn't it all the more important to think about the folks who are actually trans because can you imagine what their experience is like right now when they are being gaslit more so by people who are claiming to be their allies or even claiming to be like them no i think they're probably feeling a little bit too comfortable in being heroes or hero s's or whatever you want to call them i think the more victimized people would be um probably the people who aren't that way but the the we all had knew them the kids in school that would do just anything to be liked like they were maybe a little too sissy or whatever and people would call them gay but they weren't you knew that kid right 
but let's say you're around other men, right? They're more masculine than you. And you're asked to say your pronoun. But if you say your pronoun is, you know, something that would make you one of these victimized groups, then you're going to be celebrated. I mean, you're just going to do it. And then you're going to start identifying it. Especially at that time in your life. I mean, so many of my friends, so many people I knew would do anything to be liked. Um, I kind of went the other way with that, but I think that was just my natural disdain for authority. And I felt like I was almost like a little fucking Marxist as a high schooler to the point that I felt like the natural order of hierarchy as in popularity in high school was a type of authority that I needed to rebel against, which only made me, I guess, more popular with people. <laughs> so it was, just, it was a weird self-hate thing. But um, I can imagine how confused I was then. What if I had gone down? I mean, I had a She-Ra action figure. With her, you know, E-Man's sister, whatever. I had that. With the horse, the pink horse. So, like, that was a very girly toy for me to have back then, right? Most people were like, why did you let him get that? It was almost like having a Barbie doll, but a little bit more violent. You know? And then the, her best friend was like, a guy who had a his power was like his heart he had so much love that it was like the race i had that guy very gay like her gay best friend but they didn't say that in the show of course but it was depicted that way and uh luckily my parents were like they didn't feed into that and be like hey are you gay or like start asking questions or making a thing like that? Because like that wasn't something I was thinking about then. And it would have confused the shit out of me. Cause I wouldn't have known how, how to answer something like that. I don't know how I feel like, like at that time in your life, I don't, uh, I'd rather just play with my she doll. I don't want to have sex. So whatever you say, I'm going to go play with my doll, you know? And uh, I, I think that things like that are confusing us. And I know we're getting off topic, but like these are propaganda tactics that are done to us. And when it snowballs, it can create these mass psychosis episodes where you get a, a, a surge of people going doing this crazy thing that they not saying that people aren't trans i'm just saying like almost all of these people aren't trans you know and the people that are that's a real thing i think like the the few people that really are the very few people that really are that's a real thing because 
they were that way when there was no being cool about it. You know what I mean? Well, and I think that's the part that I think you might have glossed over just a bit ago. So I'll, I'll sort of say it again. What about the people who actually are? Isn't this just awful for them? I don't know that it is. Because I, I, everybody wants to be popular. See, I don't think that's true. I, I, I especially. Even trans people? I mean, most of my trans friends that I had as younger, and they, they, none of them were close friends, but like I hung out in a lot of gay bars and stuff like that in my 20s. I mean, you know. I, was, I lived right there in the Highlands. So, like, that was the bars. If I didn't go to Smithville Bar, I was at a gay bar because everything I could walk to. And I got to know all my neighbors were gay. So, like, it just, I lived in the gay town. So, and those people were very much about being popular. Maybe only in their community, but they were, they were the trans people were typically very flamboyant. Even when, if they were drag type people, if they were just drag queens, they were flamboyant when they were in, in or out of character. Um, your trans people, they were, I felt like they were really what the drag queens just wanted to be. Anyway, and then, you had the gay community, like my neighbor, we're going to call him Paul. And his significant other was the more ladylike man in the house. Um, but we got along because we were into motorcycles. Paul was not flamboyant, didn't want to be popular. But I feel like that wasn't the case for the trans people that we'd meet at the bars when we go out drinking together because we like to ride motorcycles. That makes sense. But I'm, that's a general statement. So I'm not saying like all of them are that way. I do. I, I understand that there are probably trans truly trans people that don't want to be exposed in any way. I don't think it's about those ones. Those ones. Yeah. You're probably really right about that. I don't know if it's necessarily about being exposed or not. I think it's just about the idea of taking on and taking off an identity in the same so you way. you think that, it's more like the poser persona when skateboarding became really popular? Well, and also getting a different kind of hatred, right? Because in the same way that, you know, I don't know, 30... 40, whatever years ago oh, it was. I see what you're saying. Like their family might think they're just doing it to be popular now when they're actually that way. Well, and they, they sort of get blamed for some of the things you're talking about, right? Like if... Shaking their balls in kids' face. Yeah. I do know trans people that would have been infuriated by that. Because... Back in the night, yeah, the 90s and whatnot. Th think, about, think about someone who... But would they be infuriated by it today? 
And I, I only say that because I have a dear person that's very close to me, very close to me, um, that she was, she's always been a Democrat. And she was a Democrat during the Bush, the W era. And she stood for something then. And she stands for something completely different now, but she's still a Democrat. She just stands for what the Democrats stand for today. So I guess it depends on whether this trans person is hypothetical trans person we're speaking of identifies in a philosophical way or a political way. So I would almost say that the way you're framing this very argument is the way that they want the infighting to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like defaulting to the idea that someone's identity inherently makes them politically believe a certain way. Does it or does it not? It, I mean, it, it doesn't have to, but there are people that it's definitely, they, they'll change depending on what the story is that day. And if you are a philosophical person, somebody who sticks to a principle, you cannot see eye to like you and that you can reconcile with the differences you have with that person today. And, and trust me, this comes from a person who loves this. It still loves this person. You you can reconcile with the differences that you have today with said person who identifies in a political manner if you're philosophical this is the difference it's not whether you're what a democrat republic it, you're philosophical if you have a f- philosophy and a principle that you live by and you are friends and close to somebody who is different than you but doesn't isn't principled this is where I don't think you can make it work because tomorrow they can completely flip-flop. And you can't do that. Like if you've accepted that they feel different about a subject to you and you're principled, you, it's, you're not going to be able to get it through your head that tomorrow they feel completely different about it and you're supposed to forget that they ever felt any different you're never supposed to bring it up this sounds very specific <laughs> to it's maybe the ministry of truth no it's not it is but it isn't it's like this with everybody anybody who's dealing with it anybody who's been around it around knows around what I'm talking what, though about. like just someone changing their beliefs Exactly. So, if you watch the news cycle, right? If you're on the Democrat or Republican side, you can disagree with something, let's say, on freedom of speech issues, uh, reasons. And it's the biggest thing. Freedom of speech should be 
protected no matter what. Blah, 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 blah. And it means everything to you. Until you decide Facebook needs to be regulated because they've done something you didn't like. <laughs> or, and, and then when you say, well, what about this? Or what, they, what the frick? This is too important for that, blah, blah, blah. You know, and, and then you're just some idiot who's sticking to some archaic principle in the hopes of, you know, helping the enemy or whatever. And this happens all the time. This is what Orwell talked about or when he worked in the Ministry of Truth, that he would take the truth that was the truth of yesterday. So we have a new truth and throw it in the incinerator. And it, it happens. I see it happen in people's minds. They forget who they were yesterday. Because the TV has told them to be somebody else today. I do think it's dangerous to paint with that broad of a brush. Because while bias and that exception granting can happen I think there are also scenarios where folks learn and grow and change and new information comes to light that helps you have a better understanding of what you knew before oh absolutely some people can go about it a completely different way and uh, and that's where you see people coming to the realization that the team they've been fighting for maybe wasn't really fighting for the same things that they were, they thought they were. I mean, you look at uh, Michael Rectumwall, right? One of a, a, I would say a very important author in the Marxist educational uh, college type movement, right? He was, author of so many papers and uh, studies and books and on Marxism and how great it is and how it should infect all college and all that. And now he is a, he's a ANCAP author. He's like one of the most, you know, um, influential people in academia now in our movement and then this is something that can happen but doesn't always and I think you know that's something that um, when you can change your mind like that and let people know about it that says something about either your morality uh and how much you're you're willing to take a hit to do the right thing, or maybe your mm, not so much morality. Maybe you're trying to to go with the popular crowd. Maybe that that's what it is. But well, there's a lot. There, there's a lot of at least in in his circumstance there was 
there was a lot of sacrifice he had to do to come out and say, hey, look, I'm, I was wrong. <laughs> Everything that made me famous, all of the money, all the prestige I have, it was for something that was wrong and inherently evil, as he's put it. So I think that that was courage. And I think that's the kind of person you're talking about that's hurt, that's a real trans person. That's like, I, I knew I was this person, I became this person, and then I had the balls to show the world that I was this person. But then everybody else is doing it. And they're not really that person. But you can see why it would be difficult to see the difference between that change and another change because by your own definition, he's not principled because he went from strongly believing one thing to strongly believing another, right? mm, Would I say he's not principled? Michael Rechtenwald, I would say no. Uh, He's, I think he was extremely principled. Uh, You can tell by his Marxist writings how principled he was. It just, his overarching principle that he never vocally uh, wrestled with um, or publicly wrestled with was his, his, moral judgment on life and and uh individual prospering so you know as well as i do that the idea of communism is really just an ant colony right and what people do is they try to glorify that is like oh an ant colony thrives right but if you look at an ant colony colony the individual does not thrive they have to fuck fuck fucking fuck and make eggs and eggs and eggs because an ant is only good in its prime (laughs) let's be on that it's in the bowels of the colony moving the shit around until it dies uh and so is that what is that what we want for people no I think that Michael didn't understand that. He was communist. He was a Marxist for truly moral reasons. I think a lot of the idealist Marxists are that way, you know? I think there is a... Not the political or the union type representative Marxist, but like, you know, like your authors and a lot of them I think are Marxists out of some sort of moral judgment and not wanting to exploit the common man, right? Uh, which is a flawed ideology, but people like that can turn into your next Michael Rectonwall, right? So, 
Uh, is that desirable though? For for what? For like, do you want the next one? Because have we even established that he is a net benefit? Because I still don't see how his his changing of his mind is any different than some other folks changing their mind. It's not in any form other than he's brilliant and he's able to think think through a lot of scenarios that maybe a person in ANCAP like me wouldn't even consider yet and deduce how how this problem could be solved and may be solved by the free market better than the way that we're doing it currently. Uh, so him as a person, yes, there's a benefit to him being over here thinking about these things and moving that ball down a path that we didn't know we even need to move it down yet because he's brilliant. And that was the sad thing about him being a Marxist. He was brilliant as a Marxist too. So he was able to advance Marxist thought quite a bit in his time doing that. But he has since argued all his his con, uh, contributions to Marxism thought and destroyed him. So he even has a book that destroys his his previous contributions. It's all about that. It's it's basically. Michael Rechtenwall wall versus Michael Rechtenwall. But that's the kind of infighting I can get behind. Right. Yeah. You talk about the, the you know, fifty plus year old going after himself in his prime. So But the infighting I cannot get behind I think is this what? Straw man. Because he, by his own brilliance, and I, I, I don't know enough about him to say if that's the case, but the point you're making about him steel-manning one argument uh-huh. so that it's even more of a challenge for him to go and debate it against himself in later years uh-huh. is very different than what I find to be the straw-man argument of the sex show for kids which has you on guard toward again the problem is is the idea of me is what they want to argue with I am saying the sex show for kids is bad and I want to punch you in the mouth for shaking your balls in a kid's face. And you are saying that I'm saying that trans people 
should not be allowed to be near kids. And I'm saying you're wearing a thong and shaking your balls in the front in a kid's face, telling them that you are a strong woman. That's confusing to a kid and disgusting. There are plenty of videos of that happening, and that probably didn't happen very often at all in the trans community because I know trans people and they weren't trying to do a show for kids because it's kind of vulgar and I enjoyed the shit out of it, right? But if they would have done that same shit I enjoyed in front of a little kid's face, I'd have wanted to wring their fucking necks. You hear me? So like, that's what I'm saying. On video, I've seen them shaking their nutsack, their lady balls, in a little kid's face, upside down, doing a split, shaking their balls in a little... I don't think I can say this any more clearly than that. Take your nutsack and shake it in front of somebody's face and then imagine that person is a little kid. That's what I've seen happen. I'm not saying that that's wrong because they're trans. I'm not saying that's wrong because they're even an ugly trans because it was a fucking ugly, just no good, lazy ass trans person. I'm saying that you shake your fucking balls wearing a thong in a little kid's face and I want to fucking rip them off and shove them down your fucking throat. That's what I'm saying. And the trans, so-called trans advocacy community, not trans people, because I don't think that most trans people would be cool with that. Not the ones I used to hang out with. But the trans advocacy community is saying, these motherfuckers are heroes. Don't you say nothing about them shaking their balls. Because they, that community is probably full of FBI agents that are doing this shit, putting it out there on the right wing side and saying, this is what all trans people are doing. I know that's not true, but I can still be fucking furious about that one motherfucker shaking his balls in front of the little kid's face. And I'm telling you, I seen it and it wasn't just one of them. I've seen at least three different trans. So the whole goddamn world, there's three motherfucking trans people out there that I'm going to fuck up if I ever meet them. Three. Because I've only seen three do it. That's what I'm saying. Three trans people are on my shit list. There's a lot more straight people on my shit list than trans people. That might be the part that's not entirely clear. Because until... Just a couple seconds ago. Okay. This was like a trans issue. When. No. It's your, a trans advocacy. Right. Community. I, I agree. I agree with issue. you. Issue. I agree yeah. with you. Like I would say that. I, I don't have. I don't have any. Uh, none of my friends that are trans are in support of sex shows for children. I know. But. That's what I'm saying. What the, the fuck? 
but what the, the, the fuck are we this, doing this for? But the start of this conversation was the the point that I was trying to make is that why are we making this about the trans community? Why are we fighting with them instead of saying, I don't care because who you are. The people that are advocating for them are doing this. So, so you don't why, think that those where, advocates where the f- are provocateurs who are making I, you think that this I, is exclusive to a community that you're supposed to hate? Well, I don't think that. I know what's going on. I'm saying the person response because you know me, I'm a libertarian. The motherfucker's responsible for the shit that I'm seeing on TV can rot and go to hell. The, sh- the people that are responsible for putting on these shows that they're videotaping to provoke those people can go to fucking hell. Now my trans friends who would never shake their nutsacks in a little kid's face, I'm never going to bring it up. I'm talking about the trans advocacy community, the ones that keep doing this shit, that are keep putting this in everybody's face, that want it to be a a point that women with purple hair argue with white men without hair. I mean, that's what white women who are never dudes, don't have dicks, with purple hair are arguing with white men without hair. That's that's all this really is. And then those few trans people that actually had their nuts in the little kids' faces. I'll argue with the white woman with purple hair. I'll fuck that dude up. I'm not going to call you a lady. You're not a fucking lady. You put your nuts in some little kid's face you're not a fucking lady in my book. I'm never going to call you a lady. You're a fucking sick dude. And you can go to goddamn hell. That's three fucking people. That's that's my point. That's the Jan 6 thing. Right? What if those guys are tr- trans FBI agents? That could be the case. I'll fuck them up too. The motherfuckers who were provoking the Jan 6 thing. FBI agents. Same fucking thing, dude. They the 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 poor trans person who doesn't ever want to shake their nuts in some little kid's face sitting over here like I'm I'm not doing that. And then there's a portion of the right side of things who thinks Everything they see on TV means that every trans person is doing that. Who wants to fuck that person up, right? I'm saying there's, there's, it's not like that. People are, for one, people are their own person. And two, the state's out to get you. <laughs> so you trans person who thinks that January 6th is probably the worst thing ever, and those people are awful. Think about what the the FBI is doing to your community. And and say maybe they did that to them too. 
and vice versa. It's okay to be furious with somebody who shook their balls in a little kid's face or smashed a chair into an innocent cop's face, which innocent cop, yeah. But I'm sure that it exists. I'm just saying the odds, the odds, very slim. And then also the, the Black Lives Matter. I mean, as many bad people were in the upper management of Black Lives Matter, and many bad people uh, jumped on the Black Lives Matter, Matter bandwagon and push things this way and that way. Again, I can see why you were mad at the cops. And I know why you burned down a cop car. But when you walked over to the 7-Eleven that was owned by a lower middle class white or black family or Chinese or whatever, it doesn't really matter, to be honest with you, and fucked it up and took that shit, that's when you lost me, man. We just got to remember to be, for one, if you go after the government in a violent manner, you're not going to get the outcome you want. So I'm going to say right now, don't do it. I'm also going to say I get it. And if you do do it, make sure you don't go after the innocent people too. There's a lot of fucking trans people out there that have not shaken their balls in any little kids' faces. You mean like all of them? Yeah, all but three. At least that I know of. I don't even think those three. I think those three are right-wing folks who are trying to rile up the... (laughs) It's just some right-wing dude who dressed up like a trans person. (laughs) God, I wish the right-wing people could do that. The FBI can, though. God damn, can they ever. I'm just saying, don't don't get it twisted. The state's out to get us, and they want the power. So if you're willing to give them some power to get something you want, they're going to give you the, the stage for a little bit until they don't need you anymore. They'll throw you under the bus. I mean, think about it. What happens when everybody starts to starve to death because we've got communist food system, right? Like Ukraine, Soviet Union, and the government now needs people. They need more people. doesn't matter if you're trans. You're going to have to sleep with a lady. doesn't matter if you want to be a boy. You're going to be a breeding machine for the state because they the collective good they need you to start throwing out babies prime working condition you'll be a cow popping out babies and they'd be sucking in your titties titties you don't even want it's for the greater good 